Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, October 15th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, you report on the front page of The Times this morning that the arms that are being sent into Syria to help the rebels are ending up in the hands of hardline Islamic jihadis. How did that happen? And is the Obama administration's policy of minimal and indirect intervention to blame? Well, certainly the policy isn't working right now. I mean, what's what's happened here is that the administration decided it didn't want to arm the rebels directly. It was willing to allow Gutter and the Saudis to go do this. But it's all happening through a very shadowy group of arms dealers where it's not entirely clear in the arms bazaars along the border with Turkey who's selling to whom and who's buying. And so the difficulty is that because there is no central clearinghouse for where these arms are going and who they're being sold to, they're going everywhere. And it turns out that uh, disproportionately they are going to the jihadis, many of whom uh, have a lot more money or a lot better funded than the more secular um, groups. And, you know, this is disturbing. It's disturbing for President Obama because obviously this isn't working terribly well. But it's no great solace to Mitt Romney either, who said in a speech just a week ago uh, today at Virginia Military Institute that he wanted to sell heavier weapons to the rebels, including anti-aircraft, anti-tank equipment. You can imagine what kind of damage that could do if that also went into the hands of the jihadis. Over the weekend, you reported that Iran was suspected in the cyber attack on Aramco, the huge Saudi oil company. The U.S. launched cyber weapons against Iran's nuclear facilities for several years, as you revealed earlier this year. Are we in a tit-for-tat cyber war? We sure are, Kerry. And uh, the, the good news for the United States is that right now the Iranians don't appear to be terribly skilled at this. The bad news is you can buy those skills and gain them fairly quickly. And I think that's part of the increasing concern, and it's part of the reason that you heard uh, Secretary Leon Panetta, the defense secretary, give a speech in New York last week in which he warned of an impending cyber Pearl Harbor. Now, there may be a little hyperbole to that, but certainly we're going to view this threat differently if the Iranians, the Chinese, the Russians, some group we can't imagine, manages to get into the U.S. uh, uh, electric power grid or water systems or stock market sometime soon. Finally, David, the president is in Williamsburg, Virginia, prepping for tomorrow's debate. He's got a lot on the line. What's the risk he might overcompensate for his passivity in the last debate? I think there's a lot of concern in the White House, Kerry, that he could overcompensate and come out a bit too aggressively and that that could turn off some voters. But he's certainly taking this uh, new debate with a seriousness that he didn't appear to take the other. He's putting a lot more time into it. The key fact, Kerry... He's gone to a resort in Williamsburg that's got three beautiful golf courses. He loves golf, and he didn't bring his clubs. (laughs) Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Carrie. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Carrie Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.